We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I'm going to cover a couple news stories that are hitting hot right now in the national news. And they both highlight the absurdity, the absolute lunacy of the progressive left and the Democrat mind. You can't make this stuff up. It is just crazy. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's Rebellion. There are a couple stories in the news that I just can't help but cover. You know, I lead off with my tagline in every show. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. You've heard it a thousand times if you listen to this show on a routine basis, on a regular basis. I'm going to repeat it again, even though you've heard it over and over again. In times of universal deceit, Truth is the only rebellion left. Now, why do I say that? It's because we do live in those times. We live in times of universal deception, where the lie, the big lie, has become, has become, excuse me, has become the governing dominant narrative. We live in a time where deception is presented to us in the daily news as if it is true. It's Orwell's Ministry of Truth, and if you read 1984, you know the point. The Ministry of Truth in Oceania was the agency of government that was in control of the narrative that actually dictated the lies that would be fed to the people via the media. And that's exactly what we see in the daily news right now. Our mainstream media has become the de facto ministry of truth, not because they're telling you the truth, but because they're making a mockery of it. They don't care about the truth. We have fact checkers who are stopping you and me from discussing the facts of natural immunity and the efficacy of face masks in stopping the spread of a virus. We have people that are fact-checking us and telling us that we're banned from social media, such as Twitter and Facebook, because we dare to discuss the facts of human biology. And we dare to defend the rights of women to have their own bathrooms, their own sports, their own showers, and their own scholarships and facilities. You're being shadow banned, or just outright banned, they don't even bother to shadow it, for daring to even engage in the conversation. 
If you're a conservative and you want to speak at Berkeley, no way, can't speak there. They are actually saying that they think violence in stopping you from speaking at this institution that was the quote-unquote birthplace of the free speech movement. They are saying that violence in stopping unwanted speech is justified now. They're embracing communism, denying the facts of communism, the history of communism, and that there are over 100 million people lying in their graves right now because of communism, because of Pol Pot, who was a communist, and Mao, who was a communist, and Stalin and Lenin, who were communists. And that's a conservative estimate. We don't know how many people have been butchered in North Korea. We don't know how many people have been butchered in Venezuela and Cuba. But we do know that 100 million people have been killed at the hands of the big dogs, Stalin and Lenin, Pol Pot and Mao. But yet you can't discuss those facts. You're somehow a right-wing rube if you do. It is crazy. I started out the show by saying this is lunacy. This is crazy. This is insane. Because the definition of insanity is to continue to do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. We have been here before. We've been, we have been down the path of communism before. We know where it leads. Why would we expect different results when we do the same thing? We have been down the path of fascism. Why would we expect different results when we continue to do the exact same thing? We have been down the path of censorship. We have been down the path of big government. We have been down the path of oligarchs and elites telling everybody else how they should live their lives. We've been down the path of science-denying authoritarians. These people are the flat earthers. They're the ones who are denying the reality before their very eyes. Challenge them and say, no, we think the earth is round, it's not flat. And you will be the one to be silenced for daring to suggest such an outrageous, unorthodox thing. This is where we are in our culture right now, and it's a very dangerous place for us to be. I'm going to discuss a couple stories after we take a break. One is the fact that I'm, it, this one just... It, it, you, you, again, you can't make this up. This is how crazy they are. The first story I will discuss after the break is CNN runs a story claiming vaccinated people are less likely to die from any cause. That's their quote. Vaccinated people are less likely to die from any cause. They posted that online. Now, stop and think about that. Does that make any sense? Have they discovered the fountain of youth? Do they have the keys to eternal life? That if you get vaccinated, you won't die from any cause? Old age? Cancer? Heart disease? 
automobile accidents, a stroke, a heart attack. Oh, you won't die from anything. You won't die from any cause. For the gift of Gov is eternal life through Anthony Fauci, our Lord. That's how crazy we are right now. His grand and glorious high priest of scientism, Anthony Fauci, apparently has guaranteed you eternal life if you will just bow and worship and take the sacrament of COVID-19 vaccination and enter in, enter into the kingdom, the grand and glorious kingdom of the wise and omnipotent and sovereign, Dr. Anthony Fauci. And then I'm going to tell you a story about how I was the only college president in the United States of America to sue the Obama administration for their law, quote-unquote, that demanded and required all schools, colleges and otherwise, across the nation to adjudicate all claims of sexual assault internally, that we had to establish internal courts and tribunals to adjudicate claims of sexual assault. That came from the Obama administration, and I was the only college president in the nation that said no. And I sued him, said I won't do it. I'm going to tell you why. Teaser, it all goes to stories coming out of Virginia right now. Lawton County, Virginia, to be more specific. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Let's take a break, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. Okay, let's, let's deal quickly with this stupid CNN story. Does anybody trust them? Does anybody trust CNN for the news? Oh, I know, if you're progressive out there, you say, well, you're getting your news from Fox. Well, maybe I am. But you know what? I take the time to vet every story I read and try to make sure that it's accurate. Sometimes I'm sometimes I'm uh, wrong. Sometimes I've been mistaken in posting stuff that may not have been accurate, and I've tried to retract it or correct it or apologize for it when I've done so. But that is rare. Um, because I get my news from a, a variety of different sources that actually care about facts and not your feelings. Anybody who suggests that the priorities are different and that feelings matter as we're deciding what news we should read or not read isn't worth your time. They've just betrayed their bias. Their bias is their feelings. And if their feelings lead them to portray a story in a given way, they justify it because feelings matter more than facts to them. And that's where CNN is and MSNBC CBS, ABC, NBC, all of them right now are guilty of blatant bias. Here's the example. Here's the poster child of that for this week. CNN actually posts the story that I described to you before the break. The headline is, CNN runs a story claiming vaccinated people are less likely to die from any cause and this is reported in the Blaze News. It's written by Phil Shiver. 
Critics panned CNN after the network published a story last week appearing to claim that people vaccinated against COVID-19 are somehow superhumanly protected from deadly ailments of all kinds. They're protected from death. People who got COVID-19 vaccines are not only less likely to die from the virus, but they are less likely to die from any cause over the following months, researchers have reported. That's straight from CNN's tweet on Friday. I'm going to read it to you again and just listen to this. You may think I'm making a big deal about nothing. No, I'm not. People who got the COVID-19 vaccine were not only less likely to die from the virus, but they were less likely to die from any cause. Full stop. (laughs) Okay. They really wrote that. And they didn't check themselves to think that makes no sense because all of us die from something, from some cause. All of us die. We live on average, what? What is it, 80 years now? I don't know. High 70s, low 80s? Whatever it is, we all die. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Not the gift of government is eternal life through Anthony Fauci our Lord. No, the gift of God is eternal life. But CNN apparently believes that the grand and glorious Dr. Fauci and all of those superhuman scientists that deny that a woman is real and deny the facts that contradict global warming and climate change because they don't want to talk about it, that deny that communism is actually a viable economic system that will give people more freedom rather than kill hundreds of millions of them, The same people that want to deny all of those facts now are denying the fact of death, apparently, because they tweeted. They tweeted that people who got the COVID-19 vaccines were not only less likely to die from the virus, but they were less likely to die from any cause. Incredible. (laughs) Incredible. Do I need to say more? I don't think I do. I don't think I need to say more. At least I hope that you're listening and you understand how asinine it is that they actually just put that out on social media. Now, I'm sure that they're trying to reel it back now and say, well, we weren't suggesting that people don't die. The point is this, people. They actually posted that, and there was nothing in their soul. There was nothing in their mind. There was nothing in their heart. There was nothing in their intellect. There was nothing in their worldview that caused them to catch that before they clicked send. Nothing. Nothing. And that should tell you where they are in their assumptions and in their political bias. They are pushing the vaccine so hard and so heavy that they subconsciously, dare I suggest, actually think that, well, maybe we won't die at all if we just take the vaccine. This is the ultimate denial of reality, because the ultimate reality for all of us is death. None of us are going to live forever, at least on this earth. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, that eternity is in heaven, the other side of death, folks. The gift of government 
is not eternal life through Anthony Fauci, our Lord. What a stupid story. Well, here's the other one. Let me spend the rest of the show on this. Before I retired as college president, oh, it was a year or two before I actually retired. I'm going to suggest that it was in, oh, let's just say it was, oh, 2017, 18, 19, somewhere around in there. Uh, sexual harassment was making main, mainstream news across the land. Sexual assault on college campuses, rape culture. I mean, there were some reports out there that one in three uh, college co-eds was being raped. Uh, some numbers were even higher than that. Now, those numbers have been refuted as not being accurate or true. Uh, I won't dispute those. I won't try to defend or refute those. That's not the point of my following commentary. Here's my point. Because all of this stuff was hot, and college rape and college uh, uh, sexual assault was rampant throughout the land, and I don't dispute that. I mean, when you teach a bunch of 18-year-olds that sex is recreational and that it's not, uh, it's not something to be um, guarded and protected as um, procreational, and only something to engage in within the bonds of biblical marriage, traditional marriage as we've come to define it or call it. When you teach everybody that it's nothing but recreational, it's like going and playing a ball game. You go, let's go play tennis. Oh, well, let's go have sex. You know, that type of nonchalance with regard to the sexual act. You're going to get a bunch of 18, 19, 20-year-olds that behave accordingly. They're going to behave the way you taught them to behave. I've said many times, when you teach a bunch of young men how to use a condom rather than to obey the Ten Commandments, don't be surprised when you end up with a bunch of Matt Lowers and Harvey Weinsteins. No big surprise. They're only behaving the way you taught them to behave. Teach lechery, you're going to get lectures. The problem goes back to our schools. The problem goes back to our parenting. The problem goes back to the church. We haven't been teaching biblical faithfulness when it comes to sexual relationships, and therefore we have a debauched culture. In the midst of all of this, the Obama administration, in their glorious wisdom, came out and issued an executive order that supposedly it was now the law. How is it law if it didn't go through the legislature? I'm always curious about that. I thought we had three branches of government, but I guess Democrats have forgotten about that. Obama issued an executive order requiring that all colleges and universities across the land immediately start adjudicating, in other words, hearing cases, claims against claims of sexual, sexual assault on their campus that you, campuses that you had to, you must, by law, by the Obama, Obama administration's edict, adjudicate all those cases internally. In other words, you had to set up a judicial affairs committee and you had to hear the claim of sexual assault. You had to bring in the uh, accuser and the accused, and you had to hear this as if it were a court on your own campus. And I said, no, no chance, not a snowball's chance in Texas am I going to do this. Now, why, you might ask? Why? Well, the reason is simple. It's because faculty and staff and students, which would be, by definition, the people that make up this kangaroo court this College Judicial Affairs Committee, this adjudication committee on your campus, by definition, faculty know nothing about how to investigate and try a claim of sexual assault 
or sexual harassment. Faculty know nothing. Zero. That's how much they know. Zero. Staff know nothing about how to prosecute a claim of sexual assault and how to adjudicate it. They know nothing. They're not trained lawyers. They're not trained judges. They're not trained investigators. They know nothing, just like the faculty know nothing. And guess what the students know? Guess what 18 to 21-year-olds know about any of the above? Zero. Zip. Zilch. They know nothing. I am not going to establish a kangaroo court on any campus that I'm in charge of to adjudicate any claim of sexual assault or any claim of assault of any kind. Thank you. Now, here's the deal. What I just said should make sense to you. Oh, by the way, how do you process those claims of sexual assault? You turn them over to the police immediately. If a girl came into my office throughout the course of the 35 years that I was involved as a college administrator, a dean of students, a vice president for student development, and then a president of a university, if any girl ever came into my office or any office under my charge and made a claim of sexual assault, we took her to the police immediately and supported her every step of the way. Period. Why? Because the police know what they're doing. And you and I and faculty don't. Students don't. And the staff don't. I said, no, I will not do this. And guess what? I was the only president in the nation one president of all the colleges and universities in the nation. That included Berkeley and Brown. That included OSU, OU, TU, OBU, put whatever college name you want in the blank. MSU, the list goes on and on. Harvard, Dartmouth, Princeton, Yale, nobody filed suit against the Obama administration, excuse me, the Obama administration, saying, no, I won't comply with this other than me. Now, why am I tooting my own horn? Well, FIRE, the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, F-I-R-E, which has a track record of defending freedom of speech, and due process on college campuses. They contacted me because they knew I had made a big stink about academic freedom through my not-a-daycare commentary. They contacted me directly, and they said, we cannot find one college president in the nation that's willing to fight the Obama administration on this. Will you do it? And I said, yeah, I'll do it. Now, FIRE is not a Christian organization per se, and I made it clear to them, I'll do it, but you cannot hamstring me. You cannot try to muzzle me. I'm going to say the following if I'm, give, if I'm given the opportunity to do so to the media. And here's what I'll say. If we teach our young men to keep their pants on in the first place, we wouldn't be having this problem. There's a solution to this. It's called biblical morality. The solution is to tell people that sex should be reserved for marriage and that it shouldn't be engaged in recreationally. If we teach our young men and young women to abstain from sex until they're married, we wouldn't be talking about this. And I told Fire, don't expect me to say anything different. If a man behaves like a cad, he's going to get himself in trouble. 
Likewise, if a woman behaves in less than a pure fashion, she's going to get herself in trouble, and that's the reality of these stories. Now, none of what I just said would justify in any way, shape, or form if any person forced him or herself on another person sexually. And what do I do? I take the person who's been offended to the police. I let the professionals do their work. I'm not going to establish a kangaroo court that knows nothing about how to do this because there's no good end to that. It will violate the due process of the accused. It will violate the confidentiality of the accuser. It will violate the integrity of the entire system so that the accuser will never get her fair her fair day in court. And again, the accused deserves due process. And the Obama rules denied all of that. I was the only one to sue. Now, in the last two minutes of the show, let me just ask you this. Do you think this story coming out of Lawton County, Virginia, where the school board knew that this trans dude who was dressing like a girl was actually assaulting real girls in the bathroom and elsewhere? They knew this. It had been reported to them. They had established their own internal judicial procedures. And guess what they did? They screwed it up royally because they don't know what they're doing. And who's suffering for it? A girl that was raped is suffering for it. Once again, women lose when the male libido is unrestrained and uncontrolled and unconfronted. That's the story of Lawton County. The Obama administration and the Democrats and the left are responsible for this nightmare. But you know who else is responsible? Conservatives who didn't have any spine to step forward and say, no, I will not do this. It makes no sense. Men deserve due process when they are accused, and women deserve privacy, respect, and professionalism when they are assaulted. And the only way to guarantee those things is to take this to the courts and to the police, to the professionals. File charges accordingly, and then proceed aggressively to seek the truth, and to get justice. That's the story behind this nightmare in Virginia. And all of the students that are walking out in protest because the school board lied and botched the entire thing are right for doing so. But I hope they understand the broken worldview and the arrogance and the hubris that led to the mess in the first place. And I hope they and their parents vote accordingly. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only thing we've got left. It's the only rebellion left.